Hey there, folks. James Hilliard back with you on this episode of Connections Tech Experience. Glad to have Dan Fischetti on board. He is a senior program manager with our Microsoft Center of Excellence. Scott Roberts is here with Connection, our Lenovo program manager, and Bert Kersey from Lenovo, a channel account manager. And guys, we're all gathered here today. We're going to be talking about meetings. I want to lay out as we start things off a little bit of a thought about meetings. So follow me on this one. Most meetings that I attend or have attended in the past year have been a little cumbersome. Dan, you agree or disagree? Agree. Scott, agree or disagree? Full commitment. Bert, what about you? True. And I can say the same thing from my end. Let's go back around the table then, Dan. Give me some color. Give me an experience that you've had getting a meeting started sometime in the last, you know, close close proximity, maybe let's say a month. And what was that experience like? Give us the horror story. It was horrible. It was it was basically a meeting starts five, ten minutes late because you have 16, 20 people, whatever that number is, dialing in late full audio blaring in the background of something going on and you know a dog or two barking so when you have only an hour to get to a meeting and do it and deliver all of your content to your audience but then you're you know short that time frame shortened by 15 minutes because of kicking the you know kicking everything off because of these issues it's it's very annoying to deal with it scott your experience worst case so I think, you know, the, the, for me, I'll take a different kind of angle. I'll, I'll think about external collaboration, right, with customers or prospects. And, and some of the challenges there are just looking unprofessional, right? Because somebody on your side, my own team is trying to join a meeting, doesn't have the link, trying to call me on my cell phone. I'm trying to make excuses while the prospects, you know, precious time is ticking away. And I'm thinking about losing a sale, right? And that to me is the, is the worst, worst offense uh, that I run into with uh, collaboration. Uh, Bert, what about you? A bad meeting kickoff experience in the last month or so? Well, I'll tell you what, here's a funny story. So uh, I had a, a meeting with a, a guy. We're working on a, a project. He works remotely, and, and he's pretty high up the chain. And so so getting this meeting, first of all, was very important. Uh, second of all, you know, same type situation. He's having a hard time dialing in. We're having a hard time dialing in. Once you're in there, you know, four or five minutes late, we go through the, hey, how, how, how's all the weather, right? So, so now I've only got a limited time. Mm. Next thing you know, uh, someone else is, is trying to dial into my bridge, beeping on the number. Uh, so you hear people blink, 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 blink. And then uh, he's getting a little annoyed. And I understand that. And someone keeps talking and, and we can't figure out who it is. We don't know who to put on mute. Um, and, you know, it's like, uh, it, it was wild. And, and after that, some people lost interest. Not only that, we asked someone a question uh, and they say, hey, can you repeat the question? They weren't paying attention. So it, honestly, it was just, uh, it was a huge failure. I, I sent some apology emails afterwards. And that's the part that you don't, yeah, it, it goes back to what Scott was saying, right? That kind of almost the embarrassment factor that we don't look professional. I had two stories. I'll give you guys really quick. One, it's those standing meeting rooms. And so I was on with a call with someone else. She had double booked. All of a sudden, these people that shouldn't have been in that meeting, they start dialing in. So she's constantly saying, oh, wait, no, that one got moved. Sorry, you got to go here. We didn't get anything accomplished. So that was one of those standing meeting room issues uh, to the point of the muting and not knowing the tools, and this is something I think we'll talk a a little bit later on, was on an event, high level, we're talking VP, like reporting to the C-suite. This happened to be on a larger company all meeting. 
I'm moderating it. This guy did not come on and learn some of the tools as we had asked him to prior to the meeting. Uh, Afterwards, he was very frustrated. He starts ripping his assistant. But guess what he forgot to do, guys? He didn't put it on mute. He didn't put it on mute. And so everybody heard this high-level guy who had just given a lot of information. What a jerk he was. And that was a major faux pas. I mean, there were repercussions. I was outside of the company, so I only heard uh, kind of the fringes of what happened. There were major repercussions for that guy and then their process of how they were going to handle meetings and things like that. So, uh, hey, thanks for sharing the stories. I think basically for everyone listening, we've all had those experiences. And so let's talk about, right, how we can uh, kind of adjust that in, in some of the things that are available to us here. One of the things, folks, we're going to be talking about is Microsoft Teams today. So we'll break down, uh, really, we'll give you a little primer, too. If you're not familiar using Teams yet, we'll talk a little bit about what Teams are and how you can use them and how they're being used successfully by groups out there. And then we're going to be talking about the Think Smart Hub 500, which is from Lenovo and one of these uh, kind of unified collaboration uh, technologies that, that we can use to avoid a whole lot of these issues. And, and in fact, let's go to uh, maybe ease of use. And, and I want to start with uh, Scott and Bird. You given us a, a little idea there. Bert, maybe I'll come to you on the idea of that muting and just the what is available using this new Think Smart Hub to make it easy for us to interact. Some of these systems are just cumbersome. You don't know where the mute is. You don't know whether you're doing it on the hardware or if you do a, a software mute. Talk about that for a minute. Tell me, tell me what you guys have been investing on and working on for the Hub 500. It, absolutely, right? And, and, and you hit the nail on the head. It's uh, The way it's supposed to work is you don't even know that the hardware is there, right? It's supposed to work in seamlessly. And once you have it all set up, you never have to think about it again. When it comes to, to working on the mute, right? Um, sometimes folks don't know, do I have to click the button uh, in the software? Do I have to do it on my phone? Do I do a, a mixture of both of them? You know, if you're in the meeting, running the meeting with the Think Smart 500 uh, physically in front of you, right? It has a nice big touch screen to it. You can control all of that. On the machine itself, you can know if you're on mute because it has a green light or a red light at the bottom that anyone can see from a 360-degree angle, right? Not only that, you can click and choose each user that you would like to mute or unmute. You have a very uh, easy way to do it. It interacts with Teams, right, Dan? Right, yeah, no. So, I mean, that's... That's the beauty part of how Microsoft really has evolved basically from Skype for Business to Teams now. The as far as the user interface side of the software, it's the it's realistically the same from Skype to Teams. It's how do you pick the call up, how do you mute, how do you do all that? Right. So with a lot of the customers and users and out there that have already used legacy Skype, it's a very easy kind of transition, so to speak, to the customer still using the software. They just have to go somewhere different to fire up the software itself. So when it comes to the to the device side with the smart hub, it's pretty much, I don't know, it's kind of easy. You right. know, Let, let's really call it what it is. Let's not overcomplicate it. It's really easy in a way. I mean, the other day, Scott, you and I, we sat there at your desk, you know, setting, we set the device up. Yeah. And yeah. it was a pretty easy process when it comes to the, in, how, do, how do we integrate the Office 365 subscription? Yeah into the device itself. I mean, we had that thing fired up within five minutes after some light reading, 
boom, we were ready to go. And we already fired off a, you know, a meeting and we started testing it immediately. It was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, this thing was built. So this is a purpose built device. This is Scott, right? Right. So, so when we talk purpose built here, we're not saying this isn't something that was cobbled together or an afterthought. This was brought together by Lenovo's Think Smart team purpose built to help with collaboration, to make it easy, super easy, right? So they, Lenovo did all these tests with just random people off the street and they were setting up meetings in matter of uh, 30, 45 seconds, super easy, right? With no training, no reading the manual, just it, it's, it's intuitive, right? Everything syncs up with Microsoft on the Active Directory side. So you don't have to worry about trying to figure out email addresses, phone numbers, it's one screen. That controls everything. One, what was this one stone to control them, or something like that? You know what I'm <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it is. It's really, really easy. Yeah. Scott, do do us a favor. Paint a visual picture of the device for folks that are listening to us right now. How big is this? Talk about the screen. What's it look like when sitting in a conference room? Or d- describe that for us. Give us that visual picture. Absolutely. So. From a size perspective, for those who are familiar with the uh, Lenovo Tiny, right? You're looking at a tiny size device, so very small, right? I don't know, Bert. Do you know the hardback book? Thank you, thank you. Hardback, I believe. Right, right. probably probably a nine by eleven hardback book. It's a one liter box, right? So that's sitting on the base. No, yeah, sorry. That hard hardback book was funny. Anyway, <laughs> I think it's hard cover. We got corrected in the right. distance. Anyway, <laughs> I, you, I I failed to continue thinking after you said that. Anyway, so yeah, so we're talking, you know, hard hard. Now I can't even say anything about that. So we'll just move on. So it's like the size of a tiny, so really small. It's got a three hundred and sixty degree swiveling screen, about ten inches. I think ten or thirteen inches. A tablet, yeah. eleven yep. inch. Yep. Yep. Thank you. It's a hardback book. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, and and from there, I mean, it's got it, it integrates right into the phone conferencing. So this room, imagine a room where you walk in, right? And there's just one clean, uncluttered device sitting at the center of your conference room, right? Where there's, you know, it's got wire guards to help keep all the cables going in, organized, clean and crisp looking. You don't have multiple keyboards or mice or clickers. It's just one device right in the middle of the room. I, I mean, I don't know, aesthetically, I'm really pleased with how it looks. Uh, and it feels like it was designed for, for collaboration, not, right. not an afterthought. Yeah, I wanted to take it home when we were done setting it up. Yeah. It was that, it was that pretty cool. Like, yeah. it, I just enjoyed using the device itself, and that was just from not even really even getting into the Teams part. Yep. Yeah, yep. outside of that, it was just very easy to use, and boom, there you go. Yeah, and, and if I can, this is Scott again, I maybe go a little bit farther. So when you walk into the room, this the way the device is set up is integrated into the Active Directory as a room. So you don't have to worry about, like, you know, logging into any machine or anything like that. When you get into that room, your meeting is right there. You simply just touch it on the screen. I mean, it's literally in kind of a that touch screen experience. That's all you have to do is just touch it, and it fires everything up. It automatically knows how many people are in the meeting, you know, and who's displaying their camera and will kind of partition the screen appropriately. Right. I mean, it's a really smart device. Is there a ideal usage group in the room? 10 people to, to meet in a room and all the audio is going to pick them up fine. Can you go to a much larger space? How many people can be connected in? I mean, can we just do this for, again, those, those smaller groups? Can you do maybe a company all if you've got, say, a thousand folks in your organization spread out throughout the country? Can they can it handle that? James, great question. Uh, you hit the nail on the head with the number 10. It's meant to small to medium uh, collaboration rooms, right? Um, the microphones are far reaching microphones. Uh, it's going to be able to, uh, prevent the, uh, echo, um, uh, for, for a small medium room. We are working on a solution, uh, that will come out in the future. 
I uh, can't give you any teasers uh, for, for larger uh, collaboration spaces, but for now, small to medium collaboration rooms. This is Dan hopping in here. So they, um, what's cool with Microsoft Teams is the fact that, you know, as organizations grow, there's always subgroups of teams, no pun intended, but pun intended, right? Right. There's always subgroups. So you can set up different subgroups inside of Teams itself where, to your point where, you can have a couple different teams integrated into one call and you'd be able to share everything that you need to share from, you know, files going through a whiteboard, having anything from taking meeting notes, all that type of stuff. You pretty much fire it up on the fly. Right. And you don't have to leave 16 different applications yep. to go figure out, oh, what did I do in notes? No, I could just go here, type, boom, boom. There we go. Yeah. That's the ease of, you know, that's the easeability of not only the device, but also the software in itself right. to yep. deliver that because, you know, pain point, I'm not going to lie. Internally, I have six different communication, like Slack. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, yeah. Where are you guys at with it? How many different IM communicators, video, chat, whatever, where are you guys all at? Hangouts, Skype, Hang- Teams, yeah. Zoom, you name them. Right. I think we all have them, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. my point is, is that Teams can integrates that all together where you can fire it all up right through teams and not have to worry about separate logins and all that. Yeah. And I, and I, this is Scott jumping in. So I think as we, you know, I was just reading in, in Lenovo's case study, actually about the the hub 500, 32% of meetings, right. Occurring today are kind of in this virtual environment, right. Where there might be a couple people in the room, but the majority of the workforce is out in their, you know, home. Bert and I were on a call yesterday on teams and Bert sitting in his, his home office, right. With a jacket on. Cause apparently it was outside. The cold. <laughs> it was so loud. It was golden. But, <laughs> but the, the thing is that they envision, right. The way this works is that every, but those that are in the office come to that meeting room, right. With their laptop and ham and everybody's kind of reviewing the content on their own screen or passing. It's not even passing control. People can immediately share from their own device as well as anybody who's out in, you know, the, uh, the uh, remote territory. I mean, that really embodies the, the modern meeting, right. right? I mean, that's where we're headed. And, and people have to, have to, have to start to get uh, on board with this, right? And start unifying their solutions, making it more cohesive. Right now with these five, 10 different applications, files stored all over the place, it's just horribly, horribly inefficient, right? Yeah, and that's what Microsoft's done a Big great time. job You guys have done a great job. Tying it all together, making it easy. And, that's, easy. and that's the message is full collaboration from the Microsoft side. As long as you have basically Microsoft 365 subscriptions in your environment, mm-hmm. you already have teams. It's mm-hmm. how, how are you using it and how are you, and, and that can be kind of like more or less the uh, us kind of helping the adoption side of things. Like mm-hmm. with connection, you know, we have the ability to help our customers adopt not only the technology, but also the software technology, but mm-hmm. can also help adopt the Lenovo technology as well. So it's all one solution together. Very simple, very easy to use at the end of the day. Well, what I hear as well is the idea, again, I'll, I'll put us back into one of those bad meetings, and we've all been there where someone in the room, say we are remote, and we might be seeing some uh, screen share or something, but then Johnny over in the corner decides he needs to share something, and that's not connected. So we either got to find that little dongle, something to try and connect his laptops, so now we're stopping down the meeting here, and then it doesn't work, or, oh, no, it's a... So then they just start talking in the room about what Johnny's showing on his screen, but me, the remote guy, I don't see that. So then I'm saying, hey, Johnny, can you follow up with me, and can you send me that later, and can we have a one-off meeting so I can see what you walk through? I mean, that, that that's one of those chaotic situations. The Think Smart Hub 500 fixes it, right? You don't even have to connect into it. 
you can present from your local device. It will go to it. It will present to the screen in, internally in the collaboration yep. space yep. using Teams. Anyone can see it displayed onto their device, right? Bert, let me get back into you for a moment here because you had actually told me before we started chatting here that you are rather new to using Teams. And so uh, I wanted to get your uh, take on it. And, you know, what was it like as you started using Teams? What was the, uh, maybe give me one or two top aha moments that you were like, wow, this is now going to be a different way that I might be working. Honestly, uh, it, it blew my mind um, for, for a couple of reasons. Number one, first and foremost, is uh, using video chat. Right, it's not something I, I previously regularly did, um, but being able to see my face, be able to see who I'm working with and collaborating with, and I work remote from the headquarters at Lenovo, um, so I'm having these meetings all the time. But physically seeing them, honestly, it takes it to a whole new level of collaboration. One, you're paying attention, right? Because you they know if you're paying attention or not. Two. Uh, you, and I'm not going to get caught like I've been caught before. Hey, uh, uh, Bert, what do you have to say about that? And I say, huh? And <laughs> come again. Right. Um, but, but it is a, uh, major cha- game changer in terms of productivity and efficiency. Think about today's just consumer environment though. What, what, are, what is, what are most people using when it comes to iPhone? It's FaceTime, yep. FaceTime, right? Yep. That's what we're bringing into to the world of business mm-hmm. is the FaceTime, that interpersonal skills. So you start looking at even today's kids that are coming out of college, are coming in the younger workforce generation, it's social media and mm-hmm. it's it's FaceTime. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what Microsoft and Lenovo and all of our other partners are here developing that consumer environment in the business world to help basically transition kids from the real world into, you know, the consumer world. So to sure. speak, you look at it that way, so. No, I'll take it further from college. I'll go to, you know, I've got a high schooler, middle schooler, and elementary, and they are doing that with their tools at school, whether it's video collab, uh, the sharing of docs, all that stuff. And it is, I mean, those are just becoming really table stakes for things now. I I can uh, go back to really in the last two weeks. um, I don't know. I don't know if I can point to a meeting that we weren't using video that I was having to, to set up some business. And maybe the one that we did, it was a surprise to the other attendees like, oh, no video here? I mean, it, it's really what we expect today. So we can see each other and read up on all those other cues instead of just voice, right? James, check it out. So how much interaction and how much communication is nonverbal? It's like 70%, if not more. And it's an absurd number, right? You are losing all of that. You don't know how your audience is is capturing your messaging. You don't know. They don't know how you feel about it, right? Unless I can physically see you. It truly is uh, just a absolute game changer uh, being able to see someone's face and knowing how your messaging is being received. Mm-hmm. And this has been known for a while. I mean, look, we're not we're not bringing video chat now to the world for the first time, right? Many of us have been doing this, especially in business. We've been doing this for many, many years. But it's been, Scott, that cumbersome nature. It's been the, we got to get IT in here to set this up. We have to, you know, something's wrong with the room in general, this whole room dedicated. What I see here with uh, the Smart Hub is that you can now start dedicating many different types 
of rooms, right? You don't just have to have this one major, uh, you know, conference video room with multiple cameras and all this other stuff set up by professionals. You can, and, and we know how people are changing the way they work these days and our workplaces are evolving. And so this seems like it gives a lot of flexibility to the environment where we want to have these meetings at our workplaces. You know, I mean, I think you nailed it, right? So, you know, part of it is that, you know, you don't need that big uh, office space, uh, you know, or the big conference room anymore to necessarily have the meeting. And and a lot of times, uh, you know, you end up, you know, maybe you're using different spaces because, well, this is the only room that has the setup, right? Because it's the only room that we, you know, spent, you know, $50,000 out equipping to be ready to have these collaborative sessions. Whereas with this, you know, the Hub 500, you know, connecting it to Teams and, and having this purpose-built device, you can really go into any room, right? Three, four chairs, and you've got a space that can share content. You can collaborate. You can see through video. You can connect to other, you know, equipment in the room. If you do want to have a big monitor up, in, you know, in that in that particular space, you can do that. And, and Scott, yeah. I think the beauty of it all is the fact that you don't necessarily uh, have to keep it there. It doesn't take someone who has nope. any type of knowledge in IT to go and set it up, nope. right? There's easy cable management. Yep. It's it's, it's like plugging in a VCR uh, mm. back in the old days, right? It's like hooking up an Xbox. Um, and, Atari. And Atari. Well, I, I forget the name of the, the operating system it uses. It's uh, I think it's uh, the Microsoft uh, Teams kind of environment. I think there was a term for it. I'm, I'm, it's escaping me now. But my point being is when you get into the device, I mean, it's designed just for this purpose, right? And that's, I think, super important versus trying to, you know, figure out some kind of, you know, home built kit, so to speak. Yeah, know, I mean, it's right out of the gate. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much designed. It's all, it's everything's Windows 10 based. And then obviously yep. with the cloud type of performance that it has with 365, I mean, it, really, if you want to start getting into the nitty gritty details of, of Teams and how it really works, I mean, it has search functionality in there from past, you know, files, mm -hmm. files that have been put in there, past conversations. So what it is, it's a lot of it back at, backs into SharePoint but the thing is, is when you have a repository of information that's being filtered through and going through teams and all that, you start looking at it where instead of going through network drives and trying to figure out, hey, what did we talk about there? You could really just search everything in teams and eventually it will pull it back up. Well, and it's very intuitive. And actually, that's where it plays even more of a, a pretty cool yeah. avenue. Spe and when it comes into like edu into the education space, mm -hmm. because now the teacher can fully integrate or not integrate, really talk it back and forth with all of their students around, say, just, you know, math problems mm -hmm. and things like that. And they could share pictures, they could share videos, they could share everything they have around the particulars uh, of that solution or whatever they're trying to find from a math problem. But a student has the ability to go back into teams. Yeah to find the answer and go back into it instead of just sitting there and, and lingo. Yeah. That, yeah, Dan, this, that's so important, right? So when you start to think about, you know, the meeting, we tend to think a lot about the challenges getting it started, right? You know, getting on time and all the kind of whoopsie-daisies that happen along the way. But one thing that we don't always talk about is the productivity on the back end, right? So, so when you go to a meeting, there's a reason, right? There's a list. There should be an agenda of things we're trying to accomplish and work on. Well, it's nice. And you just nailed it, right? If I can then actually take action on these items, right, in between our meetings and bring that up in real time, I mean, that's some, that's some accountability, right? That's actually being able to see, are we making progress? Or are we just sitting here having these meetings for nothing, right? And I think that's a big piece of uh, this, this puzzle is that, you know, we, with this solution, right, we can now finally start to, you know, really tackle the whole 
issue of collaboration, which is not just the audiovisual component, it's actually managing and sharing information, documents, and projects, which Microsoft is all over that. That's what we're all about. Yep. I just got back from vacation. Uh, first vacation I've taken a long time, full week. I realized when I came back, I forgot a lot of things that happened the week before. <laughs> That's just because it was a good vacation, right? Uh, but being able to have that collaboration, using Teams, having the notes there that I yeah. can go back and visit the past prior weeks, and remember exactly what we talked about, mm -hmm. it, it, it's changed my life. It's that knowledge repository. Right now we've got that, and I heard the school example just fine. I'm also still, again, your example there, Bert, of being on vacation. Now I can come back in, get back up to speed with everything that's there, and I don't have to say, hey, I need that one-off meeting with you to get me up to speed here, and hey, Rob, why don't you and I get together and do this, and Michelle, can I get you on the line to do, right? That repository is there, uh, and, and that must also make it really easy, again, for uh, the, the document sharing in real time, and those quick follow-ups. So again, yeah, we don't lose what happens in the meeting. And, and we probably have a different conversation that needs to be had, guys, about structuring meetings, just like how to do a good meeting outside of technology and all that, because a lot of meetings, right? Mm -hmm. um, but but this, is, this is changing that. Let me go back uh, around the table. And, and maybe we can get, uh, before we wrap up here, and folks, we'll give you some contact information shortly, but uh, some feedback. Dan, maybe start with you from, from a team's perspective, but also tying it back into the idea of the Smart Hub here. Um, feedback that teams are, are providing and saying, hey, this is how it's changing how we're working and collaborating these days. From, especially from the Microsoft side, when our piece, right, um, it's starting to change the way our teams are working internally. And I can say that truthfully because, you know, I sit here and, and everything we just brought up and talked about, it's already saved me time on my day-to-day, -day, on my day-to-day -day task. And when working and collaborating with my peers, with my boss, with my boss's boss, it's been truly a life-changing experience inside the business world for us and for all my peers that are actually starting to really fully embrace the team's environment. Scott, for teams that are, are using the Smart Hub 500, what some of the initial feedback, maybe those wow moments when you're either demoing it or you've got it up and running for the first time for them, they've had some experiences and they said, man, Scott, this is this is what we're experiencing. What are they saying to you? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, you know, one, one example I'll draw on is, you know, just some of the interactions I've had with some of uh, my coworkers that, you know, are, are making up part of the younger workforce, right? They have expectations around coming into technology that's fluid, easy to use intuitive um, and that they they see that right when they interact with this solution and teams and, and the hub they can get in there they push a button it's just like it's you know essentially like using an iphone screen right scroll through you start typing somebody's name just like you would to send a text message boom there's their email it calls them automatically i mean just super intuitive and and that's important as a, as a business you want to recruit talent you want to have a great solution that's easy to use that fits into the kind of what they're used to that's some of the feedback i'm hearing and seeing bert how many meetings do you have on your calendar, let's say in a given week? Probably over 30. All right. Fair to say that five to 10 minutes uh, out of maybe half of those meetings are wasted on kind of some of the setup and follow up and some of the issues that we've described? Tons, tons of time is wasted and set up hours. Over, I think it's the numbers over four and a half hours a year per employee. 
Oh, I, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, even and I'm just thinking about you. If you have 30 meetings, let's cut half of them are, are on time and they work just fine. But the other half don't. And you waste five minutes of those 15. That's, that's 45 minutes or so in a week. What could you do with 45 minutes in your week? I could finally uh, do my expense report. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I honestly, uh, I work after hours every night. I would getting that time back is so valuable. Not to mention if it's an hourly employee, dollar saved. Yeah, no, and I just bring it up as as, as kind of a, a way as we look to to close things up and wrap things up. And I'll give you guys a final word here. But the idea, just for everyone listening, to just think about that: what could you do? Put it over a week, put it over a month. If you could be gaining back forty five minutes in your week, and and again, these are not scientific numbers. You guys may have some research numbers out there that that folks have uh, done, especially maybe for Microsoft to see how uh, people are saving time. But it's just kind of a common sense number that I'm throwing out there, and that's one more meeting if you're a salesperson that means that's one more meeting you could have with a prospect and you maybe that's the the meeting that lands the big deal for your quarter. If you're on a marketing team, it's that one other meeting you have with that other vendor that gives you a better discount and better performance. And so your marketing campaign now is that much more effective. That's just what I'm driving driving home there. Let's go around the table. Kind of a final last word, last uh, thought here on uh, kind of meetings and collaboration and, and where we're headed. And uh, Dan, uh, maybe again, coming from the, the Microsoft perspective, your kind of call to people People saying, hey, if you haven't done teams, this is why I think you should do teams. Give it to us. Yeah. Now, the um, if you're already invested in 365 from the subscription base, from a cloud-based environment, you already have teams. So my, my recommendation is to evaluate if you haven't um, transitioned over from Skype for business to teams, please you know, reach out to our account managers, reach out to us directly, and let's figure out how we can help you in that journey to get you over to Teams because you're missing out on the this this unbelievable collaboration platform what we're you know, obviously talking about. But let us help you get there in a very thought-out process way. That way your company can adopt the technology right the first time, and then we can help you get more out of your investment when it comes to not only the licensing side of the cloud subscriptions, but also pairing it well with the Lenovo device is going to set it, set you off and you're going to be nothing but happy about moving over to this type of solution. And Scott, I'm going to give you the last word. We spent a lot of time talking about uh, the smart hub and some of the features and ideas, but again, high level, those that don't have, right, they have the current clunky, all the issues we talked about at the beginning, and hopefully we've painted a picture that there is an alternative. Your high level, again, reminding us what that alternative is and why. Yep. So to echo a little bit and feed off what Dan said, right, the key is so you now have this great solution called Microsoft Teams Office, right, to help power your your you know business. The logical next step is to bring in a purpose-built device, right? That's designed from the ground up to support collaboration. That is Microsoft's team certified uh, right out of the gate. So you know it's going to work beautifully and smoothly and help gain you guys better better results across the board. I mean, more ha- happier employees, more efficient meetings, better productivity. I mean, it's, it's a win all around. And I think we're just scratching the surface of, uh, of collaboration. I mean, this is going to be a huge, huge thing going forward. Uh, and, and we're excited to be working closely with Microsoft on this uh, and delivering some great solutions. 
And again, folks, if you want more information about the Think Smart Hub 500, if you want more about Teams, our best advice is reach out to your Connection account manager and that team, and they'll get you what you need. If you're new to Connection, you don't have a team in place yet, no worries. Just reach out directly to us. We'll get some folks that can get on board and talk with all of you. With that, we're going to wrap up this episode of Tech Experience. Again, James Hilliard here. My thanks to Dan and Scott and Bert for being on board. Best of luck to all of you out there. Go have a good meeting, hopefully, folks. We wish none of those ills that we talked about at the beginning of our show on you. We hope everything goes nice and smooth. But if you're having those hiccups, you know that we've talked about an alternative here, and uh, you can reach out to us to get more information. With that, we're going to wrap things up. Thanks for joining us. We do look forward to talking to you all down the road. Thank you.